Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Wesley Euler, flanked as always by my partner in crime, Arthur Motes. Between the two of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest. But what you should know by now, you jabronis, is if you want to get involved with the show, you can get at us on the Twitter.com at Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. Arthur Motes. It is a. Wrong day. I'm sorry. Oh. I thought it was one of those days. Because it was such a great weekend, man. I'm not going to lie. Man, my weekend started off so awesome, Wes. I mean, I thought it couldn't get any better. Oh. You know, you have Friday night. I get the surprise at my high school. I'm I thinking, know. How I'm about thinking, that? man, it's, it's it's one of them weekends, right? I'm you like, it's, it's going to be a heater. Field, baby. I said, I go down there to get a jersey retired. I leave with a whole field after me. It was insane. That's pretty good. But then Saturday, right? JMU is off. I'm watching the Mountaineers play. I'm like, okay, Mountaineer ball, they cooking. Oh. They're looking good. I even was hitting you up, like, yo, bro, like, we got this. Go ears. And then oh. to see it in the way that it did, I'm like, oh my gosh. But then we both said what. Hey, we said, Sunday's, hey, man, Sunday's a new day. We got Sunday. We got Sunday. That's what we said. We got Sunday. And Sunday came. And it started off nice. I ain't going to lie, man. We won the parking lot. The tailgate is undefeated still this year. Mm-hmm. Started all high. Okay? Mm-hmm. That was fun. Got a chance to talk to Mel Blunt. I mean, it's Mel Blunt. Come on. Now they changed the rule because of how he played in these games versus the Cincinnati Bengals. He might have been the best corner down on Come the on North now. Shore yesterday. No, no, like legit. <laughs> Low key was the best quote on the road show yesterday, man. But it was like it was great. It was great. Could have, could have. I mean, wifey at the game, had my father in law at the game. Back in the had, had the homie Deke at the game. Like it was a vibe. <sighs> and then that's where the vibes ended. That is where the vibes <laughs> like, ended. At about twelve thirty. I was like, oh no. One o'clock on Sunday. <laughs> it was all good until the kickoff happened. My goodness. I just started asking myself, like, what am I watching? Yeah. Like, like I was legit just like, maybe I'm not seeing what it is that I think I am currently seeing. It is, in a way, uncharted territory. Certainly nice for, the, for the four years that you and I have been doing this show, for the 18 years that Ben Roethlisberger's been at the helm, for the 15 years that Mike Tomlin's been here, for the three decades that Kevin Colbert's been here, this is uncharted territory. Um, man, it's the first time in 18 seasons that the Steelers have lost two home games in a row. It's come on, give us the run. I know you got it all. Give me the rundown, man. First, hey, all right, all right. first time in 77 games without a sack. Come on, let's keep it going, man. 75. Okay, keep it going. Let's go. Let's go. I, I was I was more upset about that than the loss. I'm not gonna lie to you because I I, I had part in that in that 75 <sighs> of them things, man. I was a little upset about the streak finally ended. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I was too. It's crazy. He's like, yeah, I had one job. Just get a sack. I was too. Dude, at, least got, give got us, one... at least give us that. Right? Bro, give us a QB hit. Arthur Motes, since that 11-0 start last year, 
Mm. You know, it'd be it'd be a lot easier if I it, thought that this was just a. Hey, gl- hey, we finished twelve and five last year. Remember that? Man? I thought that, I, I think that this would be a lot easier to digest if I just thought it was a blimp on the radar. Since starting eleven and zero last year, mm-hmm. your Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. are two and seven since. Yeah, they've gone reverse effect. The reverse 11, effect. Yeah, the eleven and zero was cool, but everybody got mad about how they finished. So they figure, what if we start slow and then just finish hot? That's all. Well, that slow start is yeah. man. They got a head start on that at the end of twenty twenty. <laughs> And as Arthur Motes said, in the famous words of Axl Rose last season, Mm-mm-mm. where do we go? Mm-mm-mm. Where do we go? Oof. Where do we go now? You know, I like how you went Axl Rose there. I like to go by my uh, my favorite pirate, Captain Jack Sparrow, and he has his, camp- his compass, and he's like, where do we go? I don't know, because I don't know what I really want to do or where I really want to go. It comes just spins in a circle. Where do we go? How do we fix it? I don't know. I mean, where, where, where do you want to go first? You want to talk about, you know, just catching the ball? You want to talk about protecting? You want to talk about ball placement? Do you want to talk about being clean in terms of no penalties? You want to talk about a defense creating pass rush? You want to talk down. about next man up or the lack thereof? I mean, where do we go? Oh, where do we go? Oh, ow. Oh, 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 where do we go? I'm trying to go to Mass. We got to say some more Hail Marys because clearly – my we haven't been goodness. doing it right the way, the right way right now. As the prophet Kid Cudi once said, these worries are heavy. They rest on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Arthur Motes, I just, here's my, like, there's, there's a lot that we're going to get into. We'll get to your reactions on Twitter. You know we'll have Professor Motes Monday here in about 20 minutes or so. But here's my most prevailing thought. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of concerns. There's a lot of things to dissect. There's a lot to talk about both from the offense, the defense, to the coaching staff. And, hey, maybe even special teams as well. The Wizard of Boz even with a snag yesterday. But my most prevailing thought, my most, let's call it, prominent concern as we sit here today, 12.05 Eastern Standard Time on a Monday where the Pittsburgh Steelers have lost two games in a row, two games at home. It feels like the Steelers have regressed as the season has begun. You and I came in here the Monday after Buffalo, right? And a win is a win, and we were happy about that, and the Steelers did a lot of good things in that game. We also laid out a lot of areas where they were fortunate to get that result, right? Mm -hmm. Your defense had to help you out with some short field situations. You got a special teams touchdown. It felt like Buffalo was a little arrogant with their game plan. Maybe they didn't take the Steelers as seriously as they should have. Maybe just the Bills weren't as buttoned up as they should have been in that game. But the you know, the the glass half full side of that equation was, that's a good starting point for the Steelers. You can build from there. You can get better from there. The defense can continue to win the lead the way. Hopefully the offense improves as the year goes along. That was the optimistic approach, Arthur Motes. But they've regressed since that time. The uh, offense looks worse. The defense is beat down. And because of that, looks worse. They look like they don't have an identity on really either side of the ball, but particularly on offense. Mm-hmm. And other than that, how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? I just—that's my biggest concern, Arthur Motes. Uh, we we had we had some 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 list of of grievances after that first game against Buffalo, but at least it was a win, and at least there was stuff there to build on. But, but it feels like they've regressed since the season began. I get your sentiment, and I think that's for the people that wanted to be overly optimistic. Hmm. These are the same issues that we spoke on directly to you in training camp, and we would laugh. When the rebuttal from, you know, everybody was, we got time. They'll get it together. 
They, they'll get it. They'll gel. They got time. Oh, yeah. We're not worried. It can't be worse than this. Oh, we'll be good. We got this player. That is the funniest thing that I kept we heard thinking this yesterday. How often? Oh, the offensive line can't possibly be worse how than they often? were last and, year. And when I would come in here, we would have these conversations. And it would always go back to that. We're just like, no, that is not how it works in the uh, NFL. Just because you think happy thoughts doesn't mean you're going to fly. This is not Never Never Land, place. okay? Find a happy place. Find a happy place. <laughs> Just because we keep saying that a guy is going to be able to protect that front, or we say we're going to have a goon-like mentality, or we say, you know, we're going to finish better. We're going to play a better effort across the board. Just because you say that, that does not mean it's going to happen. Just because you want it really, 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 really bad. Oh, you want it so, so bad. At the NFL level, that does not mean anything. It doesn't. You have to work. You have to have the talent, and then you have to be able to execute it under pressure. And then you have to do that and repeat said process for about 60, 70 plays consistently. This team hasn't been doing that in training camp. They didn't do that in the preseason. They didn't do that in Buffalo. And when I came here after the Bills game and I said, man, as much as Steeler Nation is so high on this win, this is more so an indictment on Buffalo being arrogant, flat-out arrogant. Not anything that the Steelers are doing flat-out arrogant. And the response Running was what? gadget plays on fourth and but, one. But what was the response, though? No, nah, man, we went up there and beat the best team in the, in the AFC or the second best team in the AFC. That makes us contenders. That makes us legitimate. And we talked about going into the Raiders week. We said, man, we feel like, you know, everybody's super high right now, almost like the reverse of the week before. Then you dropped that one to the Raiders. Buffett, they went on and blew that team out, right? Then you get to this third game. Once again, what were we hearing all week about the Bengals team? It's the Bengals. It's the Bengals. Oh, man, we can blow them out. We whooped them. They're like, bro, they got good players. Their but, offensive line I mean, is did, as bad as ours we, is. We, we said at a point, we said, it kind of was like mirror. Like, you watch them, you watch us on tape. We look like the same group. And we said, you know, honestly, their O-line was probably slightly better. Mm-hmm. But we thought if we have our full guys, TJ, Alex Highsmith, and company, that we, we, would, be, plays we, we would make way more plays. Yeah. Now, obviously, those guys were out. But in terms of the lack of movement up front offensively, that's, that's not nothing not new. We've been talking about that since OTA's training camp. Yep. When we talk about... The lack of finishing when you're tackling players. Have we been talking about that for a year now? We saw that in the preseason as well, right? Tyler Boyd. Well, I mean, certainly, we, we could go through multiple people now, right? Like a bouncy ball out there. Okay, okay. When we talk about catching the ball, whoa, wait a minute. This isn't last year, is it? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure last year we talked about what? How we had so many drops, right? But now those issues were fixed. And then. The, the 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 granddaddy of them all, no pun intended here. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna run this ball a lot more. We're gonna minimize, you know, some of these throws because you can't throw the ball fifty plus sixty times a game and win. How many pass times we had yesterday, man? <laughs> it's okay, it's a rhetorical question. Fifty eight. <laughs> I was gonna say I was like, wait a second. How, how Does many? He actually, want me to answer this, or is he just dropping <laughs> hey, on a point hey, here? Hey, hey, Wes, how many rushing attempts you think we had yesterday? This is after Mr. Rooney came out and said what he said. Kevin Colbert, Mike Thomas. I'll save you research. It's 15, and that's one including a five-yard scramble by Ben Roethlisberger on a play that was supposed to be a pass to Juju Smith-Schuster. So once again, the lack of balance in this offense—is that anything new? Have we not been talking about that for the past year and a half? Predictability so, so is when the word we, we keep sit, coming back so, to. So when we sit here on September 27, 2021, on Monday at 12.11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we say, I'm kind of surprised that it is where it's at right now, that we haven't improved right now. Are you, though? Why should we be surprised? 
You know the, the everything was right there in front of you. The Thor meme with like, him making the goofy face. Seriously, going, really? Like literally every Are you really single surprised? thing outside of just the Never Neverland concept of this guy is going to improve or we're going to make these plays just because. Outside of that, there was zero point to you to say that you know we should be feeling a little bit more optimistic or we should have a different mindset right now three weeks into this thing. Like, do I think that this is the end of the world for this group? Not at all. Do I no. think they can improve 100%? Yeah. But to see where they're currently at three games in, that's not a surprise to me because they haven't addressed the, sim- the, the issues that have been plaguing them the past year and a half now which is the front of the O-line. They got to improve the O-line right now. They haven't improved that. We know with Ben, yes, his accuracy is slipping. It is. You can see it not just on the deep passes, right, because, you, oh, James Washington, all right, the Chase Claypool. Not even on that. Just look at him on these five-yard routes, these, these down passes where the ball is placed, as subtle as it is. Even the Juju play, when Juju gets it, like, it's – just the ball plays yeah. as small of a detail as that is. And the reason we bring it up is because when we talk about Ben Roethlisberger, the people, I feel like it's a divide, right? You either think he's the best quarterback in the world right now, or you think he's the worst quarterback in the world right it's now. It's all his fault or it's none of his but fault. But this is my thing. For those that think he's the greatest quarterback today and still the best quarterback in the league today, if that is the expectation or that's the standard we're holding him to, well, when we talk about this accuracy and the ball placement, keep that same energy. Because when we talk about Mahomes, when we talk about Rodgers, when we talk about Brady, you look at their ball placement. Not just on the deep ball. I mean, because we know that's that's the one they sell Forget the tickets. those guys, too. How about Joe Burrow, who Absolutely. we just saw like, like, yesterday? Just, just look at the short to intermediate ball placement. A five-yard in, the ball needs to be on the inside of the body, not the outside. That's late. That's behind. That's not good. We're not saying that his arm is shot, but what we're seeing is if you can't consistently put the ball where it needs to be for 58 attempts, well... <laughs> Didn't we say this before? Less is more, right? Mm-hmm. Because we saw in the game, he he can make some throws. But when you're asking him to do it that much, he's not going to be able to do it consistently enough to that extent. It's how he misses Chase Claypool on a yes. wide-open post route in the end zone. So it's things like that where these aren't new issues, and that's the promising part. It's not like it's something new that's been created. We know what the issues are. So when you know the issues now, it's all about identifying it. And then just having the self-awareness to say, okay, we are not getting it done the way that we thought we could. The mode in which we have been operating in has not been paying us positive dividends. So what we need to do now is have that long, hard look at yourself and that long, hard conversation and say, hey, maybe this isn't the right way. Maybe we do need to try this. I like Matt Canada going to the pistol offense. That was a pleasant change. Now, it didn't uh, you know, give us the results we wanted, but at least it was something different. Oh, I. But I am very optimistic about this team, though, man. I do feel high on them. I'm not gonna lie. I do. Do you? No, you don't. I Quit do. lying. Stop it. I don't. Listen, I'm with you. I don't think that it's time to like, hey, we got to pack up the season. This is over. I don't think that this team's gonna win four games or anything like that. No, they're not. They're, they're still. A, but I, yeah. I, my, my optimism is is not very high. To me, I always felt like we got this issue, just because of what our expectations are. That's a, if we're talking about our team just as a regular team, yeah, you. we'll be fine. Yeah, we, I, I guarantee we'll still win nine games. We'll still be in ten wins. Like, but we don't talk about the Steelers as like a middle-of-the-road team or just an okay team or not a losing I, yeah, season team. We just, talk about them wanting to have playoff runs, success in the postseason. Right now, this team isn't built for that. Now, I don't think this is – like you said, I, they're not a four or five-win team. No, not at all. 
But when you start matching them up against teams that are either of equal or greater talent, that's where their margin of error is so small yes. that they can a lot. They have to play perfect every week. And I mean, at the NFL level, that's extremely hard to do, man. Dude, can I tell you something honestly that, that that's bothering me today? And I've heard this. I've heard this a bunch. Like, oh, oh the Chiefs are one and two. Oh, the Packers had their struggles to start. The oh, Buffalo had their struggles. Oh, you know, Cleveland lost the game. Oh, you know, Baltimore is, hasn't been perfect so far. Like, are we really going to compare the Kansas City Chiefs, who just lost two games in a row for the first time in six years, to the situation we have in Pittsburgh? <laughs> we really going to do that? Yes. Why not? You know, what we call that seeking comfort. <laughs> There's a whole lot of seeking uh, comfort in Pittsburgh today, Arthur. Boo, 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 boo. You know what I heard? Oh, you wait, know listen. what I heard? I'm listening. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost yesterday. Hey, hey, wait, 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 I got they a question. They lost to the Rams. Wait, 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 I have a the question. The best team in football. <laughs> I have a question. No, baby, I got a question. Wes, Wes, I have a question. Why is it okay to seek comfort after a W, but when it's a loss, now we don't want to seek comfort? Because after that Bills game... When we talked about all these different things, oh, man, been in the turnover. We said, well, look, man, that was a questionable call right there. It's more so why did he throw that ball, and it was late into the inside. Ball placement, right? And what did we get met with? Man, he threw that on purpose. He was drawing the flag. He knew that was a penalty over there. <laughs> what? First time I heard that one. Okay, continue. Oh, man, I told you you could throw the ball downfield. Look where he put that ball at. It's like, man. But now when you see it in a game where you, where they don't win, right, and it becomes at the forefront. Now is man, what is going on? What? Are, how could it get to this? These issues, yeah, I I don't just think. Stop seeking comfort, man. Right. It's, I, on the post game yesterday, someone mm-hmm. called in to Stan Savard and said, "Well, they had an 86 yard drive. It was their most impressive drive of the Sorry, season." Someone it took it nine minutes. A, it ended in a field goal. A nine minute drive to kill. It took a field goal. And like you said, it, it effectively ended the game for him. <laughs> If you're hanging your hat on that, God bless you. But you are the most optimistic, oh, rosy, sunshine and rainbows fan I've ever met in my life. And hey, if that's how you want to operate, that's fine. Yeah, that I'm is not going to begrudge you for that. That's your right as a fan. But like, dude, the, the seeking comfort in the last like yeah. 12 hours has been insane to me. Yeah, I had their most impressive drive of the season. It ended in a field goal. Right. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs lost. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost. And that's the thing. It's like you can – we're not even getting to the point where it's like it was a loss because it's less about the loss. Nobody's going to go undefeated. We already said that. I mean, it's a reason why the 72 Dolphins are still talked about like that because it's hard to do, okay? But it's the manner in which – they lose these games. And that's the difference between when we're talking about the Chiefs when they lose or the Buccaneers when they lose versus how the Steelers lost, along with the quality of opponent as well. It's just frustrating because, like you said, man, when you see the same similar things continue to pop up, you just ask yourself, how are you guys, quote-unquote, improving, right? Because you're supposed to be improving every week. Exactly. The, the mistakes that you had week one shouldn't be the same mistakes popping up in week two. Now, I can give you positives and negatives of that. One positive, right? We said a week ago, man, Ben got hit way too much, and we didn't like the fact that the guys were helping him up. Yesterday, Ben still got hit, but the guys were helping him up. I did like that, right? We talked about Minka Fitzpatrick in the past. His tackling, open field tackling. So far this season, I think he's been doing really well at that. Now, he still has some room to grow, but as a whole, I think that he's been way more assertive in shooting his gun in terms of being a a more just efficient tackler. Not a big hitter, but a tackler. Sure. Case in point, you look at when Minka's been tackling guys, he's using his arms, wrapping up. The touchdown play to Tyler Boyd, you look at when Melvin Ingram hit him. Big hit, but contact bounce at the NFL level is too good. Guys don't go down off of big hits consistently. You have to wrap them up. 
But also, lost in the shuffle. Everybody talks about Melvin Ingram on that play. Just look at the finish, though, of the guys in coverage around him. The guy who was covering that receiver. Just look at his finish. The, the guy who was providing over-the-top help, who was coming down into that play. Just look at the finish on it. Those type of things, sadly enough, they're continuing to show up on tape. Mm-hmm. Offensive line-wise, right? Mm-hmm. I understand they're not the most skilled group right now, and I don't have an issue with that because we knew they would have the growing pains. But as I said last week, my biggest issue with this O-line is when I see them blocking a guy and they're in position, and then for some reason they just relax. They just stop. And it either leads to two things. Either you have a guy holding <laughs> – because he stopped his feet, and now when Ben goes a step this way, the defender comes off, and now he's trying to save himself. Or, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it was Oprah's favorite things for the offensive line. On You get a flag. You get a flag. Everybody gets a flag. I mean, it, it, at times, you're just like, all right, can you just finish the play? And then it's like, okay, if That's, you're not finishing it, then it's you like. You're right. Can, can you at That's least. maybe the most maddening right, thing. Can you at least look like you're not okay with it you know how we always say up here right we say when we play teams man we would love to just run the ball or be so much more physical to the point where that team you could just tell their will left them and they look like they started to like it at times i I start the question i'm like man are they liking this like do they like people talking about them negatively every week do they like seeing ben get hit roll around like he's 70 before he gets up do they like that, I mean, because when I see how Najee Harris is playing, when I see how Pat Fryman was playing, even Chase, I know Chase had some drops, but even when to see how Chase was playing, it's like, man, them three dudes are giving their all. Yeah. Even seven, seven limited, sure. Seven, eight accuracy. Najee's trying sure. to take on four dudes, hurdle over right. one of them at a time. Like, he, he is, he's full tilt out but there. But it's just like, I see everybody else, it looks like they have this, in terms of those guys just named, like they have that desire. They're, they're not okay with what is currently going on. Like, I was happy to see Chase Claypool in the second half where he looked like he cared so much less about looking cool and being popular, more so about, yo, I'm just trying to get I'm trying to get off right here. I'm trying to either get this, I'm trying to make this block, I'm trying to just make a play. Like, I loved seeing that from him right there, man. That was beautiful because it showed his commitment to the game. It showed that, you know, he wasn't okay with just losing, but if he looks good, it's all right. You know, he's not Sidney Dean, baby. He said he'd rather look bad, you know what I mean? <laughs> he said he'd rather look bad and win than then look good and lose. That's what my man said. But he was going hard. Like, I like seeing that because that is stuff with him that sometimes, you know, you question. You're like, man, you, 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 where's, your, where's your priorities at at times? But I thought yesterday he did show that. But as a whole, I just didn't think that this group looked like they had that same fight, that same yep. dog when it got late. It looked like, I don't want to say they were, like, accepting it, but, like, they were just okay. They were content with what the scenario was going to be. And it was just disheartening because you typically do not see that with a Steeler team. You no, don't. No, absolutely not. It's it's that moats combined with like they're just incredibly undisciplined. I like it is one In a thing. Bad way, man. It's one yeah. thing to lack experience. We all knew that this was going to be an inexperienced group on offense, particularly the offensive line that was going to need time, that was going to have some growing pains. We all knew that maybe. They weren't the most talented unit just on paper in terms of their pedigree, where they were drafted, their accomplishments, etc. But 
man, it is it is one thing not to have that that mentality, and it is another to just be incredibly undisciplined. All five offensive linemen flag for penalties. So many of those drive killers. It's th- that that combination. You know, w- when you have a, a quarterback who has diminished capabilities at his age, surrounded with an offensive line and an offense that isn't you know mentally engaged to the fullest extent, is is inexperienced and is also just undisciplined. This is what you get. And I don't know why we have to sugarcoat that. I, I don't. Who said we do? Well, a lot of people are trying to, at least. I, I'm not. Listen, this is weird for me, too, all right? I'm 30 years old. In the, in the time period in my life that I've been old enough to actually support and be emotionally engaged and follow the Steelers, I mean, they haven't been bad. I remember the 6-10 and 10 season with Tommy Maddox and the, the season that led to Ben Roethlisberger. That's the only year the Steelers have stunk in my lifetime. That's it. That's the list. At least, again, you know, that I've been old enough to really follow and be cognizant of what's going on. This is weird. We, we have not treaded these waters very often. Cleveland's laughing at us right now. I mean, come on. Cincinnati's cracking jokes on us. When has that happened before? But you don't have to be unrealistic about it. You don't have to try and say, oh, well, you know, the Chiefs are one and two. Oh, well, you know, I mean, they came- had a nine-play, 86-yard drive when they really needed it. We don't have to do that either. Like, if it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, newsflash, it's a duck. No, it is not a duck. You can't do that, Okay. If it stinks out loud, if it lacks talent, if it lacks experience, and if it's undisciplined, this Maybe is it's what a ballerina. You get. Maybe it's a ballerina. Man, stop being so negative today, all right? Give me a little positivity today, man. I don't think I'm being <laughs> negative. I don't think I'm being negative. I just think I'm being I'm just think I'm being pragmatic. I'm being practical here. Yeah. Like the you you don't have to bury the team. That's not what I'm trying to do either. Again, I don't think that they 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 stink to high heaven and they're only gonna win four or five games this year. That's not what I'm saying either. But let's be realistic about what we've seen through three weeks. It's it's an offense that looks very similar to what they did last year. Maybe the offensive line is a little bit worse. Hold on. I thought y'all told me it couldn't get worse. Well, it has, partner. And I thought y'all told me that anybody was going to be a significant upgrade over Marquise Pouncey. In the blame game, too. Like, are we really doing this? It's all on the offensive line. I I just don't get this, man. It's all on Ben Roethlisberger. It's all on Matt Canada. Why do we do that? We always do that. Why do we do that? Everyone's culpable. Come on now. It, was, right? a group, it was a group effort. Everyone has to take a bite of that stink sandwich. It was, it was a group project. Quit pointing fingers. Quit seeking comfort. Like, that's the one thing. I get that we haven't been in this position as Steelers fans, as Steelers Nation for a long time. But let's at least not show our arse to everybody, okay? <laughs> let's at least be pragmatic. Let's at least be realistic here. And let's call a spade a spade. I mean, and then it's crazy when I even think about it. I'm like, even with the guys that I did think played well, we highlight Najee, we highlight Chase. But then Not you, Terrell Edmonds had a good game. But then you look at how Najee finished the game. You're like, bro, he finished with two drops. Like, easy drops are what we're doing. Chase, for the drop. Like, we ended the game with three consecutive drops on third and two. Just and, think about that. And ain't that just, just, the last few months? Like, 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 just, just ain't think that about the that. last nine games in a nutshell? We've been talking about short yardage, right? <laughs> We did a, a great, great job by Najee on first down to get it to second and two. But literally three in a row, I just dropped like, and not even contested drops. Did you, I mean you saw it? Like these are just the same things that we've talked about, man. Just 
not saying that he can't catch because same conversation we had with Deontay. It's not an issue of can you catch or can you not catch, but it's an issue of just sometimes you having a lapse of focus. It's late in the game. You're tired. You know, it's what, a minute left in the game. I was trying to get out of here. Still got to finish. Detail your work because it creates bad habits. And that wasn't like those were the only drops that we had from either of those players. But once again, it just shows like mentally you have to stay locked in every time you're out there. That's the difference right now. I feel like other teams, or excuse me, when we're playing these other teams, they're just operating with a little bit more detail, a little bit more sense yeah. of urgency yeah. than we are. And it's, like I said, outside of the Buffalo game, because Buffalo walked in there knowing that they had the clear-cut talent advantage. That's why they pretty little, much little slept pocket. on them. Yeah. But when you talk about the Rays, when you talk about the Bengals, we were a lot closer in, in being matched to them. So they were going to be, you know, on their P's and Q's. And we saw the game went back and forth, but ultimately the difference was those teams were executing. Those teams played with that urgency, and they finished way better than us. Man, have you when the last time we seen the Bengals just run the ball down our throat like that? Like, seriously, just run the ball down our throat. Not I know Tyson lifetime. wasn't out there. I know TJ and Alex wasn't out there. But, go on. what about next man up? Huh? What about next man up? That's my thing. Because to me, when you see the Cincinnati Bengals and that offensive line, who we know, they're, they're not like that. For a fact, they're not like that. But to see them be able to methodically at times just run the ball. I mean, they get a turnover, and we're like, okay, football one-on-one is after a turnover. The first two plays or within those two plays, they're going to air this ball out. They're going to take a shot. They need a chunk play. Man, they run the ball with Joe Mixon five times. <laughs> Right, right, right down, down our, our throats. throats. I'm like, what are we doing? Right down our throats. I'm like, they, they, they didn't take one shot. It was just give it to Joe right, give it to Joe left, give it to Joe right, and give it to Joe left. I just can't remember the last time I seen that, man. Me either. Me either. We'll get to your tweets. But Where the sky is go? not falling. The sky's not falling. I promise it's not. Where do we go now? Where do we go? Where we go is into the classroom with Professor Moats next. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.